Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey, if you've always thought of LinkedIn as a little bit stuffy, maybe a little bit too corporate, not really the most social of the social medias, today's guest Miranda Von Fricken is here to change your mind. Brace yourself for her high energy approach to LinkedIn and just about everything else. Hey Miranda, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, thanks for having me. Let's start with a little intro to you and your business journey. Oh, the journey. How long do you have? So I lovingly say I'm a reformed nine-to-fiver, but I was doing LinkedIn in my nine-to-five life as a recruiter and a talent development manager. And I was obsessed with the platform. I was in higher education, then I got into um, the tech industry doing HR. So I used LinkedIn in every aspect of my nine-to-five life years ago. Probably like 2007, I got on to help my students connect to opportunities And then in recruiting, of course, to find people to hire. And I just became an expert in the platform, how to get more traction, how to find the right people. And people started taking notice and asked me to help them, to train their teams. Do I do it on the side? And I'm like, sure. Do you pay people to do it? (laughs) So I had been side hustling for about five years. And then I got laid off. I got laid off actually four times in a row. I hate even saying that. but. After four layoffs in a matter of three years, different companies, of course, I would bounce back by doing training and speaking on the LinkedIn platform for colleges or for organizations. And then at the last time I was like, all right, God, I hear you. You're not (laughs) meant to be in this corporate space anymore. And I started feeling a little itch, like it was time to go, you know, at that last role. And um, I just I just kind kind of went with it. I just said, all right, let's do this. And then the pandemic hit. So I'm a life coach. I'm an ordained minister. I'm a speaker. So I do a lot of little things outside of my nine to five life. So I already had a little baby personal brand happening. So people would come to me for certain things. And I just said, can I start charging these people to do these things? And eventually when the pandemic hit, I had already been doing some LinkedIn trainings, some one-on-one stuff like done for you services for profiles and stuff like that. And I got really nervous that when the pandemic hit, that it was all going to go away. But it actually it just boomed during the pandemic. So I was one of those fortunate businesses that you know didn't close down and actually got bigger because everybody ran to LinkedIn. And that's kind of where they found community when they couldn't go to the water cooler. Well, I think it was very divinely guided. And I went full-time in my LinkedIn training. I created this big like group program because the one-on-ones were getting too big or too much for me to handle all at once. It's just me. I'm a solopreneur. And I just kind of ride the wave. That's kind of how I call it, right? Like I'm, I'm not pressuring myself to be like, you know, the biggest Insta, this LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever platform celebrity. I just want to help people who need to be seen. So for me, I took the pressure off. I do need to pay my mortgage, of course. So it is a business. <laughs> but I just said to myself, I, I love what I'm doing, and I'm just going to keep on doing it until I don't anymore. So that's kind of like where I am currently and how my my business is still done for you, LinkedIn services. I speak about the platform. I train on it, organizations or individuals. And I just love it. I love everything about the energy we bring to the platform. And that's actually the book that I'm writing. 
Well, I have definitely been on the other side of your journey with LinkedIn. So I have been the corporate nine to fiver who, if you haven't been in corporate or big corporate, especially back in the day, being on LinkedIn was like putting a giant flashing sign above your head that said, I'm looking for a job. Oh, I know. Yes. Right. So you, so your LinkedIn was basically your CV so that a recruiter could find you and then they would message you. So you weren't really posting anything. Right. You were very like under the radar. If anyone shared anything, everyone was like, oh, they're looking for a job. What have they been reading? <laughs> so true. Right. And then I kind of came out of that and into entrepreneur land where LinkedIn was very like, Ugh, so corporate. <laughs> like we have no interest in it. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then I feel like, like you said, the pandemic hit and it was almost like all those corporate people could suddenly do LinkedIn without their bosses seeing them do LinkedIn. Yes. And so that gave them some freedom. Yeah. But even as that kind of grew, then entrepreneurs went, oh, wait, hang on. What is this weird untapped market over here mm -hmm. where people have conversations? But to me, it's still this, I know you talk a lot about energy, but to me, it's still like energetically weird for me. <laughs> It's not like what I would, sometimes I'll post something on Instagram and I'll be like, well, that's not LinkedIn appropriate. And I'll be like, how can I change that for, it's for like LinkedIn? It's probably perfect for LinkedIn. Like it needs it. I think even that statement right there is where I jump in and tell people, bring that, whatever it was, unless it was like a naked picture or something, but like bring that, <laughs> bring that to LinkedIn because we need more of that. So I work with a, a lot of different industries, but I really love working with those who do the unlikely. So I love the unlikely on LinkedIn. For me, it's like, give me a psychic or a plumber any day. I am here to put you on LinkedIn. <laughs> wow. Because that's the energy we need. Okay. So my audience are going to be predominantly personal brands. Love it. Right. So <laughs> there will be some corporate people, I'm sure, spying, mm -hmm. but you know. Uh, hello. <laughs> Hi, we old see friends. you. We know you're there. We call you lurkers. <laughs> <laughs> but there's been this resurgence with LinkedIn has come the LinkedIn quote unquote bro or like oh, Becky, yeah. you know. Oh, hey, we just connected. How do have you got space in your program? Oh, yeah, excellent. Let me help you get leads. The worst. It's, it's very icky. So what we've got is people trying to teach LinkedIn teaching this way the platform growing, people not being 100% sure. So what do you do differently with LinkedIn? Let's start there so that sure. people have a frame for where we're going. Of course. So it's funny that you had mentioned the DMs because I I hadn't been getting such cracktastic DMs, right? When when they all started going, well, I think they all took one class. One person must it's have put out a word class. Word for word. word. Yeah, verbatim. Every it's time. a copy paste. And I'm like, Steve, did you just take a class with Jessica? Like, but did you? Because you literally just copied and pasted the same message, the same bad message to me five seconds ago. And I swear it was just like, all right, class, between 1 and 2 p.m. on Thursday, send this message. <laughs> so what do I do different? So actually that I ended up doing a free course on LinkedIn Live. It was called How You DM is How You Do Everything. And I was just calling people out, not like by name, but like just calling out this this habit of coming in hot is what I call it. Like, get to know me. I mean, you wouldn't walk up to somebody at Starbucks and grab their butt. Like, you would probably buy me a coffee first, right? <laughs> I mean, hello. Like, 
it was just ridiculous to me that that's what was happening. So besides like teaching people how to create their profile and optimize it and, and all that good stuff, like what I feel I do different besides being completely transparent and, and organic with my content, I really love to get to know people. Like I, I would rather have three really valuable conversations than, you know, 400 new connections. And I think that's what people are getting wrong. And I start to see, it takes a long time to turn a ship, right? So it's, it, it can see some people are getting it right. Some people are still in the flow of, you know, the more the merrier, because if you reach out to a hundred people and four say, yes, there's your four. And I'm like, yeah, but if you reach out to 10 and did it the right way, you make it five or six. And they're like, ah, why take the chance? It's all about numbers. And I, I hear them, but I, unfortunately it's just not, I don't know. It's not, it's not good for me. I come very heart focused, very soul led when it comes to my interactions on the platform. So although I train on LinkedIn, which is a very masculine energy, I feel like it's do this. Here's the algorithm, you know, do's and don'ts kind of thing. I come with a very feminine approach. So what I mean by that is if the spirit moves me, then I'm posting. You know, I'm like, I don't have a set schedule. Even for my clients, like they have more of a, a set schedule because they need to know when I'm going to post. But for myself, it's like when the spirit moves me, if I have something meaningful to say, it's going to get more reach than if I just every day I have to put something out. And I think I released the outcomes of that. And I think that's something, it, I have a sales background too. It's something we often miss in sales. I, I worked and like, as like a head of a call center years ago. And they had to like do 80 phone calls in a day. And they assumed oh. that those 80 phone calls would result in X amount of sales or whatever. And so I would ask my team, yes, you got to hit 80 to like check the box. But I would say, how many meaningful conversations did you have today? And I take that with me on LinkedIn. And when I engage with people or comment, it's not for reach. Yes, it does help reach. But it's because I genuinely am interested in what they wrote about. I read the whole post. I give myself like 20 minutes a day to engage on the platform. And then if I feel like posting, I post. If I don't feel like posting, then I won't. But my engagement keeps previous posts alive. So I realized that if I focus on making friends over filling my funnel, I'll get more results. So you've kind of taken LinkedIn, the corporate tool, mm -hmm. and made LinkedIn a social media platform. 100%. Yeah, I mean, duh, it's social. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was never like social, like Facebook was social. It was right. never social, like right. Instagram was social. It was social with a means to an end. Yes. But like here's LinkedIn the was always about your next job or your next oh, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. back in the day, sale, 100%, right? it was about the next job, looking cool to get promoted or your next lead for your business. And it still is. Like I get, I'd probably say 85% of my leads come from LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. I definitely am all about business. I think I just approach it differently. And I'm not like independently wealthy because I know sometimes people say like, oh, you must not need the money. So you're you're very chill about it. I'm like, oh, no, mama needs the money. <laughs> I, I need the money. Well, however, I just know a, it feels better when I do it this way for me. It feels better for them. And I think it ultimately not only if it doesn't result in a in a lead in that conversation, it might result in a referral. Right. And that's the thing I'm always thinking about, not just this one lead in front of me. It's the four leads that they may be able to connect me to a referral partner or someone I could be an affiliate for or any other way for me to connect to a larger audience or bring in revenue. And it's not just this one transaction. 
And so that's, I think, is the difference um, for me. And and it's funny, I used to think Facebook was like, all right, don't put a picture of your lunch on LinkedIn, right? Like we would on Facebook, like, oh, right. went to this restaurant, had this beautiful meal. One of my biggest early on posts on LinkedIn was a picture of string cheese. And I said, do you bite or do you pull? <laughs> and maybe it was a little saucy. <laughs> <laughs> so people were like, what the heck is she asking on LinkedIn? But it, it blew up. And I went, I told people and I was a biter and they were like offended. The pullers were offended. It was hilarious. Like it was string freaking cheese. I was on a lunch break. I was feeling silly and I posted it and it, it just went crazy. It was hilarious. And I met so many cool people because even like stuffy corporate dudes were like, oh, savage, biting the cheese, huh? <laughs> <laughs> And we laughed or whatever. And then that probably brought them to my profile to see what I do. I rarely teach people how to do LinkedIn in a post. I'll teach it on a Zoom call or in a, a course or whatever. But, you know, you're coming to me because I either inspired you, I made you think, or I made you smile. And then if you're curious to learn about me, you'll come to my profile and see what I actually do. I don't need to shove it down your face in a DM or in my content. So when we were introduced and we had a coffee chat, you told me about something that you do that's like I knew it existed, but I'd never actually met anyone who'd ever done it. And that was LinkedIn Live. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about like your LinkedIn shows for yes. want of a better word? Yeah, I got three words. Note the plural. <laughs> yes, yes. I I like going live and it's funny. I hate that it's through a third party, but maybe they'll change that at some point. But I really enjoy in like the authenticity of being live in a conversation with someone or just randomly chatting because that's when you really get to know me, right? Like when I mess up my words, when I make fun of myself, when I'm laughing at something stupid, like whatever, I make a noise. (laughs) That's how you get to know the real person and people let their guard down and they feel more comfortable. They'll get to know me faster, right? Through this way. Then they would, if I wrote out something, even, listen, I've got personality even in my copy. Like people will literally say like, I can hear you saying that. And I'm like, well, it's only because you heard me live at some point, whether right. it was on stage, on a, on a platform like this, doing a podcast or through a live. So my LinkedIn shows I have on Tuesday afternoon, actually it's 11.15. So right after this, I am going live here Eastern time. It's called 15 Minutes of Faith for myself and another friend talk about all things Jesus. <laughs> and it's a just, very business related. Yeah, right. So this is the unlikely that I talk about, like bring the unlikely and it'll get attention. And I'm not doing this to be like in your face, Jesus, or look at me, I'm doing something crazy. It's just, it's who I am. Right. And, and I'll work with people who don't, you know, love Jesus like I do because he loves them. But But, (laughs) however, like, I just want to show a part of me. And this is a piece of me. So we do 15 minutes of faith. We talk about our faith in our business, our faith in life. I get really raw. I've had some really big personal things happen in my world um, that kind of shook me to my core. And I leaned in on my faith and it's helping me-ish, you know, to heal. So for me, it's just, it's just being myself. So 15 minutes of faith is on Tuesdays, then on Thursdays. I started with a client of mine called Sales Gone Wild. And that's where we dive into these craptastic DMs and we call out someone from our message bank. And we don't say like, oh, Stephen Clark from this company. We just say like, 
got a doozy for you today. He called me sugar lips. It's funny because when I first did this, it was, it was by myself years ago. And I called out a guy for a really bad DM because he came in hot. He got my name wrong. Like, he called me Amanda. And I'm like, okay, close enough. But that's still not my name. And, you know, he just said, like, you've got three problems in your business and I can solve them. Which one do you want me to start in on first? And I'm like, ew, slow your roll, dude. Like, I was, I was so offended. Like, you don't even know me. How do you know I got problems? Like, so I went and I, I didn't, we didn't have live at the time. I just did a regular video. It was like seven minutes long. It was so bad. But I was like, don't be this guy is what I called it. And he literally messaged me a couple of days later. I said, oh my God, am I that guy? Yeah, you're that guy. And it was hilarious. We had a great conversation. We got to know each other. His platform is probably something I could have used like today. But moving on, I was just like, yeah, we need to like teach people that this is wrong. It's almost like when you have a a bad kiss from a, from a boy. You have to be like, that was bad. Let me show you how to do it right for the future girl. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's literally like what happened with me back then. And it was just so funny. And we now have a show. So I've I've done the DM courses. And so I said to her, like, listen, we're getting some, you're getting some too. I'm hearing her stories while working together. And so we started a show called Sales Gone Wild. And we had Two, we did like a beta test to see if people would like it and they loved it. So there's that one. And then I have another show on my company page called Awesome Conversations with Women Who Are Changing the World. And this is where I, I interview amazing women, talk to them about their business, their heart, you know, who they are, how they're changing the world, and just what type of awesome conversations they're having on LinkedIn. So I love to bring people together. I love shining a light on amazing women. I love calling out crappy DMs. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Jesus. So everything that I love, I just go live with. And it's a different algorithm, which is great for me because I could still post in the morning and do my shows in the afternoon and people get to know me through the live. Okay, back up. Not it's all a, the things. It's a different algorithm? It is. Oh, okay, yeah, hang on a second. Yeah, I so feel like I, I like missed like a real <laughs> like, here's how to use LinkedIn. I feel like I've just gone back to like, okay, LinkedIn 101. <laughs> Well, you know, the algorithm changes every day. She's a sassy one. And when Spirit moves her, she's she's moving on, right? So I, I know I know some things. I, I talk with some people and I, I've got, even I have a LinkedIn trainer, which is hilarious, but we all talk to each other about what's happening and, and what's happening behind the scenes. And I was told very early on that the algorithm for the lives are completely different than they are, which makes sense if you think about it. Yeah. It's live. It's a whole different beast. And so I'll post in the morning and it won't separate the reek if you were to post twice in one day. So it's just on a whole different trade track if you think about it. And it's like still going to post and still getting traction because people are engaging in real time. Then they're catching the real the replay. And then I'm commenting on everything. And then whoever I'm hosting with is commenting. So lives last, which is kind of cool, especially if they're not like an hour long. They'll last, you know, pretty decent amount of time and you can keep that going. Okay. Right. So now that you blow my mind with that, I was like, let me ask all these advanced questions. But now I'm actually just like, okay, no. <laughs> so let's say I'm going to get off this interview with you mm -hmm. and I'm going to go and like improve my LinkedIn. What is the first thing that I should do? Because there are lots of things I could do. I could yeah. post, I could go live, right. I could fiddle with my profile, I could fiddle with my statement. I could, I don't know, write an article. Don't write an article. <laughs> that would not be my top thing for you to do. I mean, at some point, sure. And if you have blogs, then turn it into an article. If you have a post that's just like going very long, turn it into an article, sure. 
but they don't get as much traction. I don't even see articles posted. So for me, back in the day, I would write an article and then chop it up into little posts and that would bring them back to the article. And that still works okay because of the posts though. Yeah. Now my thought is if I have a really big thought and I want to just kind of tease them with it, then you could drive them to the article, but I'd rather just drive them to my website or drive them to my email list right. if we're being honest, you know, so. And then we have newsletters, which is fantastic traction, but now it kind of went crazy all at once and people are turning the buttons off that they don't want to get invites to newsletters. So I tell my clients to put out one newsletter when you get a couple thousand followers, one newsletter goes out to everybody just so they can see your name and face. Put out one and then drive them somewhere else. I mean, you can keep it going because it does go to their email, which is kind of cool, right? So it's almost yeah. like you're getting in their email without without actually asking for their email. But I mean, at that point, you don't know what their email is. So it's not like you can still send them other emails. So there is, if you have a team, do articles, do newsletters. If it's just you, just really focus on the cool content and the engagement. Uh, but you said, what's the one thing I can do? So what's the first thing? Yeah, the first right? thing. If you're new to LinkedIn or if you've been on it for a while and you're like, I really want to do this better, I would have you review and audit your profile. Does it say what you want people to know about you? And how does it make people feel? Like, that's literally what I say to somebody. Like, I'm going to go to your LinkedIn and like, I could easily share my screen right now if I do and give you real advice for you. But <laughs> <laughs> <Right> after. <laughs> and I would do say, that privately. Yeah, we will do that when no one's looking. <laughs> Everyone goes to my LinkedIn profile. Somebody now. gets to like, go to her LinkedIn profile, say hello. But I, I want to look at it. Besides, are all the boxes checked, right? Do you have a banner? Do you have like a, a photo I can see your face? Do you have, you know, like your headline? Is there a call to action? Do you have a website? All that stuff. Like check all the boxes, of course. But I would say like in that top section from services up to banner, that I say does your top pot. Right. Does it pop? Does it make them want more? Is there a couple call to actions? Is it very clear? The one thing I would ask besides how does it make them feel? Because that's kind of subjective, right? Like I would say, is it obvious who you are, what you do? So is it obvious? That way they can make a decision if they want to keep scrolling or click a link or two or learn more about you, read your posts. So if it's not obvious who you are and what you do, then you're going to struggle to get more attraction and and reach. I think mine's heavy on the feeling. I love feelings. Lighter on the <laughs> like, it's super obvious what I do. <laughs> well, you can but still think, make them feel while being obvious, right? Yes, I think it just it just needs like some tweaks in that department. Of course. Because right? people will often message me to be like, your profile made me laugh or oh, I didn't cool. expect your profile or anything like that. Yeah. But I don't think it's that super obvious of like, here are all the ways that you can give me money yes. or connect with here's me. Here's my memo. Or, you know, yes, <laughs> you know, here's my podcast. Go listen to it. Give me yes. a download and a review kind of yeah. thing. Okay. So, so profile, we want to make sure that one, we make people feel something. Two, that it has, it's really obvious what we do right. and how they can give us money. Okay, great. <laughs> when we move into content, mm. so you're obviously a big live person, but you're yeah. still posting. Yeah. Do we need to post every single you're just as the spirit moves you, but yeah. it sounds like yours are, I think because you're doing lives, you're getting so much yeah. a little traction different as level, well. Yeah. Like, So when people are listening, whenever I do like somebody who does social, YouTube or something, I'm always like, I just know the audience is listening going, I can't, I cannot with another a platform, right? Oh, answers. So what is kind of our minimum LinkedIn content? 
bare minimum would be once a week, right? If you think about it, like at least yeah, yeah. But I mean, there. is it like bare minimum, like a text post? Would oh, you go okay. bare minimum, make yes. sure there's a photo, bare yeah, minimum, photo, bare minimum. Uh, well, bare minimum text post, right? So you got to put something out there, but you're gonna catch their attention with a photo, right? So yeah. I still think like a four by five still. It takes up, think about where we're looking at LinkedIn. More than likely, it's the phone, right? Like maybe they're strolling on the toilet. Oh, no, it was right. Maybe they're hiding in their cubicle. They're <laughs> on their lunch break. They're looking for the phone. So when you're scrolling, a four by five photo will take up the whole screen. And if you're consuming their whole attention, then you're going to capture it a little bit longer. They're maybe click see more. If your hook is great, you know, stuff like that. If it's just like a, you know, a little vertical, regular size photo or even a video, videos, they may, they still love videos. It still does very well, but they may say, I don't have time to watch this mm -hmm. right now and, and try to remember it and come back. They never do, right? Unless they love to themselves or save it or something. But my thought is a photo that matches what you're saying and captures their attention, like a bright color or something. It doesn't have to be like perfectly branded with like, I have one client that loves to put her colors behind the photo, almost like a frame. And that's great too. But sometimes to me and sometimes people I talk to, it looks, it looks created versus just like a nice photo of her. So I prefer not to have like the obvious color behind it as a frame. It's to me, it's in real time. If it's just a regular photo, like with me standing by the tree or I do grounding a lot outside in the grass. So I won't put my feet on LinkedIn. <laughs> but I'll, you know, take a picture of me sitting in the grass and talk about grounding or something like that. And I think once I put a feet pic in saying I was grounding because I was walking on the grass and my, even my daughter was like, that's so cringe. Get it off of any platform. <laughs> the Gen Z are not about the free feet uh, They don't like at all. It's so funny. They're so turned off my feet. I pay a lot of money for these pedicures. <laughs> but I just, it was in real time. I'm grounding. I felt amazing. Or there is, we have like, um, a place where we kind of go hiking around here and I'm like sitting on the ledge of this like stone wall and there's like a huge ravine of trees and it's just a gorgeous scene. So it's just like me in real time posting. That's going to capture and the, the sun was like the rays. It was a whole thing. And people are like, they're just captivated by the photo. So you don't, I'm not a photographer by any means. You don't have to be an artist or a photographer, but if you have a photo that's bright and captures someone's attention, that's kind of like the first thing that's going to draw them. They're they're going to read, of course, your, you know, your opening line, see what it says. And if it appeals to them, they'll keep reading. Sometimes they may keep reading, even if it really doesn't, because they're curious what this photo means, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I would say as for content, I like shorter form. I know when we're educating someone, there's a lot of bullets and I, I like bullets, trust me, because it's, if there's too many paragraphs, like my eye does, I'm not here to read a book. I'm here to like, get some quick information. Yeah or feel something quick. So an opening line, maybe like two or three one-liners and then some bullets and then close it out with, you know, a final thought, a call to action, three to five hashtags, and there's your post. Okay. So we know that all the different social media platforms are particular about their own kind of culture, right? Yeah. TikTok is not exactly the same as, as Reels on Instagram. Like there are quirks to everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Is there something that you see on LinkedIn that you're just like, oh, no, 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 no. Other, like, not the DMs, because yeah, let's face the it, there are idiots in the DMs on every single platform that has DMs, right? So if we leave the DMs out of it, but when you look at someone's content, mm -hmm. is there something that they do and you're just like, oh, read the room? Yeah. 
sometimes it's the format of it drives me nuts. Like one line, one line. I think they call it like a bronnet, like a bro sonnet. <laughs> it's one line, one line, one line, one line. And there's a teacher that I've actually learned from, and she promotes that one line, one line, one line, one line. And just like, it's just like quick thoughts and I get it, but it's almost, it's too on purpose I, or it's too like creating. I don't know. I don't like it. So so the entire post is one line or the post is like one line, then a gap, then another line, yes, then that, a gap, then another line. Yeah, the, the second line, one, right? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> like a series of thoughts yes, on and, musings for the and day. And like, you don't know, yes, you don't normally talk like that. The way we're speaking is probably a small paragraph, maybe a one-liner, small paragraph, you know what I mean? A couple bullets. Yeah. So that's how I rate, I rate the way you speak. No way this person speaks like that. <laughs> no, no. And also like that's really intentional with your formatting in that being able to go, okay, I'm saying this thing in two or three sentences. Right. Let me make it succinct and turn it into a tiny little LinkedIn one, yeah. one-liner. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let me take the next. Like That's a lot of work. I would just never post ever. It's a lot of work and it's based on the algorithm. The algorithm likes the separation. Maybe it reads it better. I don't, I don't remember the reason. I didn't like it, so I didn't learn more about it. <laughs> I mean, good with the white space. I'm it still makes, about yes. like how much white space can we leave yeah. around our Lifetime, two liners? You know, again, you know. like I, I get it, but I just feel like you're trying to trick me. And that drove me crazy. Like you're, you're, you're trying to get me to do what you need me to do for your algorithm. And I, ju- I just, I, I didn't subscribe to that. <laughs> So although there are some tricks that we do in our post SEO, certain words, mm-hmm. whatever, like I get it. But like some things were just so obvious. It was like, oh, my gosh. Or sometimes they're call to actions or they're selling you. Actually, I really hate it when they buy my widget, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like and I get it. You're a business. I've got widgets to sell, too. However, it's very transactional. So for I can tell right away. Sometimes people get annoyed with the selfies, but the selfies still do well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it is what it is. <laughs> we love to yeah. see people's faces. It connects us. Not a platform I've ever thought, oh, let me post a selfie. Let me go. Half go of my posts are selfies. I'd love to go and get my, like, Instagram <laughs> selfie collection ready and yes, just start, like, it. throwing them onto LinkedIn. Like, repurpose, repurpose. Oh, Who needs to do hair and makeup? Oh, dear. Okay. So if you could tell business owners only one thing, Mm. about LinkedIn it was the only thing you were ever allowed to tell them. What would that one thing be? Get on it. <laughs> yeah, let's assume they're let's on assume it. Let's assume they're on it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, if I can only tell them one thing, I would say find your ideal clients, engage in their content. 100%. Like, obviously, I want them to have the profile and optimize and stuff, but if you are engaging with them, you're meeting new people. And how are you going to grow your business if you're not meeting people or getting to know new people? I'm sure some people would say, oh, buy hands or have your profile perfect. Like you should have your profile say the things before you start engaging, because if they do come back to you, you're missing an opportunity by not. But if you have a beautiful profile and you don't use it and you don't engage, they'll never see it anyway. So my thought is to find your ideal people, whether it's through hashtags or the search bar, find like a make a list of 10 of them and just start engaging. And then find more through their comments and, you know, just by meeting new people. It's like going to a networking event is kind of how I view LinkedIn. And if I'm just, if I have the best suit on, but I'm sitting on a wall, not talking to anyone, they may notice me like, oh, who's that chick in the hot pink, you know, but she's not talking. So she's standoffish. I'm probably not going to approach her. 
if I go in in pajamas and I'm like, what up? How are you? What's going on? I'm Miranda. I do all things LinkedIn. And people are like, oh, hey, crazy pants, you're in freaking pajamas. But I like LinkedIn. Let's talk about it. They'll over it and then they'll start yeah. talking to me. So I think it's really about personality. Now, I should say, because I know we've got some introverted friends who, who are listening and I'm often asked, how am I doing as an introvert? Or I am not an introvert. But it's kind of the same way, but just in your own style. Still engage, read meaningful articles, content, search for things that you you like, search for things that you care about, and then engage with those things. You know, add your two cents. If you think they're wrong, tell them they're wrong. I mean, you may not, but, you know, say like, here are my thoughts or that was a fantastic post. What do you feel about this? It's just a, a small conversation and you're behind the computer. So you feel a little more safe than if you were in an actual networking event. I think sometimes with LinkedIn, I find myself going, but if I search someone's profile, they're going to see that I searched their profile. <laughs> and then what happens is I see somebody searched my profile and I'm like, oh, why were you snooping on me? And then I, I go look at their profile and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Was that actually just the like niche engagement hack where you've looked at my profile? So I've automatically gone and looked at yours, right? <laughs> Not, I don't mean that you have to be like spammy about right, this, but right, right. I think it's one of those things that definitely enters my head. Mm-hmm. Especially if, especially if there's a moment where I think the person's going to like try and sell me something, the then I'm like, I don't yeah. want to touch your profile because I'm so terrified <laughs> you're going to slide in DMs with something. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're going to creep on it. So when I go to my who's viewing your page probably once mm-hmm. a week, and if they're first level connections, and I understand why they're there because we just talked or whatever, then I move on. If they're first level connections, if we haven't talked in a while, I'll read, I'll message them. I'll say, hey. Sally, saw you snooping. It's Hi, been forever. I saw you on my page. I usually say, "Saw you on my page. Hope you found what you were looking for. If not, how could I help?" Right? Like, did you have a question? Were you curious about my services? You know, did you want to see if my profile picture was the same? Whatever. Like, how can I help you? Happy to support you in any way. I'm very like, yes, they know I'm there. They saw me, or I see them. They know I see them. Um, but it's definitely, I make it very easy because if they're second level connections, now I know you're curious and I'm going to give it about 48 hours or so and then do the same thing. Like, hey, Sarah, saw you, looked at my page. That's awesome. Hope you found what you're looking for. How can I help you? You know, I peeked at yours too. I, lo- I love what you're doing. I'm going to start engaging on your stuff. Something like a little non-threatening conversation not like hey i don't want your widget don't try to sell it it made me like oh i wasn't gonna sell your widget (laughs) (laughs) i saw you're a target and i wanted to see what you like whatever but yeah i always ask because that's my warm list is what i call it it's my warm lead list they're already interested i piqued their interest at some point but honestly a lot of the time so the clients that i get from linkedin are like out of the blue. I'm like, who are you? And they're like, oh, we've been connected for like 10 years. I see your stuff. I'm like, how? You don't engage. How do you see my stuff? But if they happen to lag on it a little while longer, the, the feed will still get into them. So they, they, or they seek me out through my posts, not through my profile. So I won't see them. So often it's those lurkers that are still your captive audience. So I, I, I love it. I engage with everybody unless they're freezy. <laughs> I got one guy that creates new profiles to try to connect with me again and again, and I report him every day. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. But I mean, there's wackos everywhere in this world, but it's still more good than annoying. So I just keep it yeah. going. Amazing. <laughs> oh, 
so many ideas. So many. Yeah. I mean, I have to like re-listen to this. Now. Right, I'm like, I know. I'm like, need to like, I need to go away and do all these basics and then come back for like the advanced interview. <laughs> so to finish up, I always ask my guests the same two questions. First of all, what is your number one lifestyle boundary for your business? Mm-hmm. Boundaries for my business. That would be nice if I had some, right? Oh. I'm <laughs> You're not the only guest to say I'm that. I create one of those now. It's, um, it's always one of those questions that either the guest is like, I don't know how to pick one, or yeah, when I've been meaning to set one up. Yes, <laughs> that's a great to do. I'll add it to my list. No, I think for me, so I use Boxer, and I don't know if one really does, but I use Boxer for even LinkedIn coaching because you'll get questions that pop up, and I may not be in front of my computer. I'm not checking my email. I try notification, so. I'll put in Boxer and I used to get in real time notifications like Diane is talking. I'd be like, oh, what's Diane saying? And I'd listen to it. And I became like addicted to it because I wanted to have these conversations because to me, exchanging energy through a conversation is I get like high from it. It's crazy. I'm obsessed with it. So I, I had to limit myself to like twice a day. I'll pop out of Boxer and I tell my clients, if you Boxer me or email me, I'm only checking like twice a day. Like you're not going to get in real time. One client will say, I want to post this. How should I do my hook? I'm posting in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, you're never going to get a response from me. So figure it out yourself based on our teaching. Yeah. <laughs> or post it tomorrow and I'll get back to you before the end of the day kind of thing. So that I have to set. I set a boundary, but I probably should do better boundaries because now I find myself going in more. But definitely how often I respond to questions about LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. Finally, what is the worst piece of cookie cutter advice you have been given as an entrepreneur? Hustle. <laughs> like, <laughs> go hard, right? Like, don't sleep. Like, that crap drives me bonkers. So I, I have kids, one's in college, so that gives me a little bit of, you know, break from him being here. But the other one's here, like, probably on the other side of my office door right now, like, waiting for me to make her a snack or something. So... Maybe that's the boundary I should set up. <laughs> but the worst piece of advice was go hard, neck right, sleep less, like the whole hustle, hustle culture thing. Because to me, like I'm building this business to have a better life. I'm not trying to like build the business to like avoid my life, you know. So to me, listening to that was just, I was like, okay, thanks. And smile and walk away. Don't take it. And I think so much of what you do is energetic as well. And so like if you were doing that 15 hours a day or 16 hours a day or 20 hours a day and then sleeping four hours and then waking up, like how you would show up would change so dramatically. I'd probably have a bigger business and I'd have a team, but I never wanted a team. So the best piece of advice I ever got was be very intentional about long term what you want your business to look like and then act in accordance to that. So if I hustled and went crazy, brought in all the clients, I would need all the assistance or the people to help me. Mm-hmm. People hire me because it's me doing the work, right? It's me yeah. writing your content and me telling you what to post or showing you how to post. They don't buy it because I'm an agency and they have a bunch of people behind me. Like That just wasn't my ideal model. So knowing how you want your business to look long term, yes, I'm probably not going to be a multimillionaire as a solopreneur, but that was never my goal. And it was just to like touch as many lives as possible and help them to shine a light on their awesomeness on this platform that I love so much. And you never know, because like you said at the beginning, you're just kind of flowing with it. So I who am- knows? Yeah. Like 
next year you could be the person with yeah. the full LinkedIn agency. We never know. Yeah. No, I know because I don't want it. <laughs> you're like, you're like, no, 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 no. I know. No, no, I, know. <laughs> I mean, I, I scale by speaking to larger audiences about the, the same platform. So that's kind of like how right now I'm scaling. Maybe I'll put a course out, but let's be honest, every week LinkedIn is something different. So putting a course out on LinkedIn, unless it's energy-based, right? Like, And then mm-hmm. the algorithm changes, then just follow the algorithm. That would be more likely for me. <laughs> well, this has been a very different LinkedIn kind of conversation. <laughs> Where can people find you so they can carry on the conversation? Where can they find you on the web? Tell them all the things. Find me on LinkedIn if you haven't guessed already. No. LinkedIn, yes. LinkedIn, MirandaVonFrickin.com. And I'm on Instagram as well. But you'll, LinkedIn is definitely the place. It's like my CRM. Like I'm on it all day. Yeah. Go and see the energy firsthand. Go read the profile. Tell me if it's Before obvious. you reach out to her. <laughs> yeah. Read a few posts right before you start engaging. Read a few posts. Get a, get a feel for somebody's vibe. And then, and then dive right in. And please, like, if you go into the DMs, like, please, please don't, like, try to sell something immediately. Don't come in here. Buy me a coffee first. <laughs> or if you do, don't tell it you met her here. <laughs> like, so Don't blame me. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, this has been so fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review.